Hello, and welcome to the Hurricane Forecast. My name is Shannon Green Spinolis, and I'll be your host today. We're going to talk about health, nutrition, and all things wellness. So with me, I have Lydia Kingry, Ashley Stewart, and Kimberly Hart. So welcome, ladies. So happy to have you here today. Um, I want to go around and introduce everyone and kind of talk about what health and wellness means to you. So if Ashley, you want to start? Uh, yeah, my name is Ashley Stewart. I'm a registered dietitian. Um, I work at Phoebe Sumter. Um, I mostly work with weight loss surgery patients. Um, so first and foremost, a couple of things we know. Um, what wellness means to me, even with seeing all these COVID patients, people with having obesity, type 2 diabetes, they're more at risk um, for developing serious cases of COVID. So first and foremost, wellness means it's part of your immune system important especially those that are at higher risk for COVID right now so and that next we have Kimberly Hart she's a physician assistant here at GSW hey I'm Kimberly um, I'm here at the Student Health Center I've been here for a few months now um, I have a background working in urgent care and women's health and um, so I guess I've been around all types of wellness but I guess wellness to me means um you know, mental health, because we have been seeing an increase in uh, mental health issues um, lately, and, um, you know, physical health, just spiritual health, emotional health, just kind of everything, food, nutrition, exercise, and, you know, taking care of yourself in all those areas. Yeah, and you're also a GSW alumni, aren't you? I'm an alumni. I'll was here 2000 to 2004, and I was on the tennis team with Coach Brennan Sewell, who's still here. So, <laughs> I love athletics. <laughs> we appreciate all you do for us and our athletes, because I know they're a handful sometimes. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> and next we have Lydia, and she works down in the athletic training room with me. So, Lydia, tell us about yourself. Yes, so I'm the new athletic trainer at GSW. I actually work for Phoebe Putney, but I'm contracted to work here. Um, and what wellness means to me is taking the holistic approach. Approach, Like you were saying, Kimberly, it's not just about one thing. It's about the whole thing. For us, we see a lot of orthopedic things, but um, I like to take the approach of looking into their nutrition and what they eat on a regular basis, uh, mental health, all those things, heart issues, um, have they had COVID, you know, those type of things. So that's kind of what wellness means to me is the the whole picture and not just one or two things. And you come to us from Valdosta. Yeah, so I'm actually from Turner County, Georgia, very small, if anybody knows where that's at. It's Ashburn. Um, I went to Valdosta State, just graduated um, this May, well, say graduated, virtually um so yeah and I I went to ABAC for a few years before Valdosta State so anyway so I'm I'm glad to be here at GSW changing all my wardrobe colors from green and gold to red and black to gold and navy so I'm excited to be here so. yes and you are also a softball athlete yes at ABAC. so that I'm glad you mentioned that because that really does help me as an athletic trainer is I've been in their shoes um, with these athletes, not just the softball players. It does help with the softball players because I have that connection, but just being a college athlete in general, um, I kind of understand them a little more, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. 
And so how has that helped you with, I guess, your rehabs and kind of making that connection with the athletes? How has being a former student athlete helped you with that? I think just knowing, like, the mentality. You know, they're ready to get back on the field. And that's something that I kind of take with me. Is It's something that I heard at VSU. I was taught, you know, they said our job isn't to keep athletes out of the game. It's to get them back in the game. I think that's what motivates me to give the athletes the best care possible because I know how that was for me. I don't want to draw something out that doesn't need to be. Um, I, w- I would like to be given the best care possible. And as a student athlete, as just a patient in general. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where that mindset comes from is I've, I've been there. So Yeah. And so, Kimberly, you've dealt a lot with our athletes lately because of all the COVID and the return to play that the NCAA put in place as far as slowly, gradually coming back into athletics. So how have those patients, the positive cases, how have you seen a change in kind of their return to play and their recovery? I think probably the most, the thing that I hear the most is they're just tired. Um, They're just fatigued. They've... um, you know, if they've had the virus, and even some that have just been quarantined, they've been inactive for a couple of weeks. Um, It makes a big difference when you're used to training pretty hard every day. So um, I haven't seen any rare cases of, um, you know, like cardiac side effects that, um, that have been shown, but just, I just, the kids are just saying, I'm tired, you know, I can't run, you know, as much as I could. Um, so just that two weeks off in quarantine has really um, just taken a lot out of them, and it takes some, you know, some time to get back to, to full training. And how important do you think the um, reacclimatization acclimatization is, like, as far as not going from, as I say, zero to 100, so not practicing for 10 to 14 days and then going back out. How do you, how important do you think the step-by-step process is? I think it's very important. Um, they're just not able to, to go right back into what they were doing. Um, so the protocol that y'all have set into place of, you know, going back at a certain percent, getting used to that, and then moving up um, is very important just to prevent injury and and burnout so and so Ashley with health and nutrition what have you seen as far as people that have had COVID have they been eating better eating worse what do you, what have you seen um well most of the patients I work with um are on a track um to actually have bariatric surgery so they're going to be eating better just from that standpoint anyway for compliance um <laughs> hopefully <laughs> um but we have definitely seen and there's actually a lot of data I've seen it in clinical practice and there's a lot of data out there now people with low vitamin d um are getting COVID more and are they're more susceptible to the serious um you know cases of it so um and a lot of that has to do with you know we our number one source of vitamin c is the sun so a lot of these obese inactive people don't really see a lot of the sun so it's very important to get outside and so what are your recommendations as far as um preparing them for that surgery so what kind of I, I don't want to say diet, but what kind of plan do you put them on? Um, I don't put them on a diet. Very good. I want them to more so embrace lifestyle changes because um, 
losing this weight and keeping it off is going to take lifestyle changes. We've certainly seen people have the surgery and regain all of their weight. It's not magic. So uh, my number one rule is to cut out all the sweetened beverages first and foremost. Um, And then not necessarily saying wrong foods or right foods. It's just finding that balance where you are eating more lean proteins, uh, more non-starchy veggies, more fruits, getting that fiber in. Our biggest issue with our athletes is they live off of Chick-fil-A. So I try to tell them that that's not going to help them recover and get back their energy quick enough if they just eat a chicken sandwich every day or a biscuit and then a chicken sandwich and then another one for dinner if they eat it three times a day. So (laughs) that's a lot. Um, A big issue we have. Nothing against Chick-fil-A, but it doesn't help you recover. Right, right. And especially that high-fat meal, you know, before an athletic event, it's going to cause some intestinal distress. So that could be a big issue as well. Yeah. So how would you recommend an athlete what would you, if you were going to set them up for the night before a game and then a pregame meal, what would your ideal meals look like? Um, you know, the night before, you want to have some complex carbs um, and then maybe some lean protein as well. Um, and it's okay, you know, the night before to have a little bit of healthy fats in that meal, some olive oil, some avocado. Um, and then the the day, you know, before the the actual event, it's okay to have a meal two to four hours before the event. Um, you don't want to be too too high in fat or too high in fiber because they're going to take longer to digest. Um, and then if it's if you need a snack before that actual event, you know, see if it's going to be less than sixty minutes that you're out for an event or um, a workout or whatever, um, a banana or a granola bar is sufficient. If it's going to be longer than that, you want to have a little more, um, maybe some toast with peanut butter, pita with hummus, something like that. So they run in the locker room and we'll eat some skittles or (laughs) something like that at halftime so what would you suggest as a good halftime boost uh i would say um some apple slices with peanut butter which i know that might not be so uh convenient but maybe even um some of the lower sugar bars like the um laura bars they have the dates in them so you get the natural sugars and then also a little protein the kind bars also make the lower sugar versions as well yeah so what do you feel about um um, the cuties or the halos, the little oranges. Oh, absolutely. They absolutely. love those too. Those are quick and easy. Yep. So those are always a go quick when the snack pile at the game, away games. <laughs> um, so I guess going into that, there are different types of, I don't want to say diets, but lifestyles of eating. So you have your vegan, your vegetarian, your pescatarian, things like that. So what are kind of the highs and lows of each one of those? Um, Well, one that we hear a lot about now is keto. Um, I'm not a fan of that one for multiple reasons, but it's definitely not something an athlete would want to do. Since it's going to be so low in carbohydrates, they're going to burn out really, really quickly. Um, Now, a vegan or pescatarian diet, uh, if it's done correctly, um, you can actually do that and get a good amount of carbohydrates, protein, and fat in. Um, It's not extremely low carb, um, high fat like the keto diet. So, um, you know, there are certain things in the grocery store like Oreos that are actually vegan, but that's not necessarily um, what you want to eat all day long. Exactly. And so I guess with our athletes, especially female athletes, we see anemia or signs of anemia. So how do those diets compared to, um, I guess, low iron and would any of those cause that? 
It could. Um, if you are on a vegan diet and you're not taking in um, enough iron, that could possibly be a cause for it. You know, in your vegan sources of iron, you're going to do, going to want to do more dark leafy greens, um, more beans, lentils, and things like that. Yeah. And so, Kimberly, how would anemia affect an athlete's performance? Or how have you seen it affect um, maybe even just their daily living? Um, usually, if they're anemic they're probably going to get tired a little bit faster. They're going to be fatigued in general, even just waking up. Um, They might get short of breath. Um, Headaches, dizziness, definitely would not be able to perform at their best on the athletic field. And so I guess I don't think we've had any here at GSW, but have you seen any or heard of any cases where an athlete or just a – non-athletic person had um anemia and covid how that affected them i don't think so i don't i haven't read or heard anything about that i feel like that would weigh down a lot yeah that would definitely slow down their recovery definitely probably make you a lot more fatigued than just having one or the other yeah and so is it true about the ice chips that anemics love to chew on ice (laughs) (laughs) yes usually that's when they come in and say i can't stop eating ice or i crave ice that's usually a telltale sign yeah and that's what i've seen it a lot more in the female especially when we get incoming freshmen and things like that where they haven't really had maybe had like a sports physical but never had like a full wellness check and all that so we I try to promote female health especially with the athletes because a lot of the times they don't want to go see a gynecologist or anything like that when they're um at home and so they get nervous coming to college and they just they don't know about their bodies and so I'm really an advocate about teaching them about your whole body and not just being an athlete so um so Lydia have you experienced any um athletes who with your sorry with your their return from COVID how have you experienced that kind of return as far as how they felt and what they've said about their I guess, energy or how they're just kind of feeling both physically and mentally? Um, We've been pretty lucky, I think, um, with my athletes. I work with the softball team, women's soccer, and women's cross country. haven't really had a lot of issues, honestly. Um, The only thing I can think of here lately was one of them did ask me, hey, when am I supposed to get my sense of smell back? I was like, well... You know, that's a good question. (laughs) How long has it been? And it's been, I think, two months for this one athlete. And so I asked her the details of it, and um, she said, I have my sense of taste back, but the smell, you know, I can smell something if it's really close up, but, like, if it's just, like, in the air, like, smoky or something like that or anything like that in the air, everybody else can smell, but she can't. Um, So that has been a concern for that one specific athlete, but everybody else, um, I know there's one that she she had breathing issues in the past, so they kind of carried on after, but now um, after she got back into play for about a month or so, she, she's been fine. Um, we kind of kept an eye on her, and she did have some experience with asthma in the past, but overall, um, the athletes I've worked with closely, they've been pretty solid um getting back um obviously some of them are a little bit slower just a little out of shape um but our return process 
has been really good and really helpful for them to slowly get back into it instead of, like you said, going from zero to 100. So, yeah, um, it hasn't been too bad, luckily. Uh, yeah. Have you seen any link with high blood pressure in those that are returning? After COVID? Yes. With the athletes having? Just anyone in general. No, I haven't. No. We Not many of the college kids here that I've seen have had an issue with their blood pressure to begin with. Yeah. So I just I asked. My husband that. had it, and he got put on high blood pressure medicine because oh. he never had high blood pressure. Uh-huh. And then when he had COVID, they put him on high blood pressure medicine because he was actually having – and, I mean, it could have been what we were eating because we weren't eating great, to right. be honest. But, um, yeah, so he, now he's off of it now that he, he's been symptom-free for, like, two months now. But he – they actually put them on high blood pressure medicine because of it. Wow. And so that, I thought that was interesting. And we had an, one of our athletes was experiencing some issues with it. So I just didn't know if there had been any link between high blood pressure and COVID symptoms. Uh, not that I know of after yeah. it starting after the COVID. Yeah. Um, another, like we all talked about, a big thing that's important to us is mental health and taking care of the whole person and not just the physical part. So I know being isolated and we basically quarantined and maybe in their dorm they're really just secluded so I guess how have you seen mental health cases rise since all of this started I think in the general population you know mental health um, has definitely deteriorated and then especially with the athletes a lot of them you know, they come from different countries, they come from across the United States, and they left their family, and kind of what's comfortable to them to come play a sport that they love, and then in the spring, it was taken away from them, and, you know, just the uncertainty of coming back, um, kind of what they came here to do is just in question, so um, I think that definitely would weigh heavily on you, and make you depressed, and anxious, and stressed, and so we've we've definitely seen a lot more um, kids with anxiety, depression, um, just the unknown. They have a timeline for their life, and that's getting messed up. And so that can definitely get them frazzled, understandably. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is we have a lot of athletes who can't go home for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or can't go home over the winter break. Mm-hmm. And it's longer this year because of the December semester. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, or January semester, whatever they have. Um, So it is weighing down on them a lot, and they are here Mm -hmm. with maybe only really their coach to talk to, and I guess I don't want to say hang out with, but that's really the only person they have. In a small town, there's not not much else to do, so it can get lonely, definitely. Yeah. So, Ashley, I'm also a certified yoga teacher, and so how have you used yoga to maybe coach your patients or – just maybe your friends and family with dealing with all of this? Yeah, you know, um, my mom actually got really depressed because she had been going to the Magnolia Manor Wellness Center, and they shut down. They're still shut down, and, you know, she had made so many friends. She was enjoying the exercise. It was helping with her back pain. So, you know, even if you can't go to a gym or so, but yoga, just like any exercise, you got to use it. That's your time. 
you know, that's your time to really zone out the rest of the world, you know, focus on the poses, um, focus on the breath. It can really help just quiet out the rest of the day. Um, if you're lucky, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, but even if it's just 10 minutes, you know, really focusing and tuning in in that can really close out the outside world. Yeah. And that's what I've seen. So I did four weeks in a row, I had a yoga session with the men's soccer team and they were, when it had to end because of my schedule, they were like, so can we zoom or can you record it and send it to us? Like they were like not ready for it to end. And I think it's because they never take the time to just breathe. Like I spend the first 10 minutes just making them sit there and breathe and they never have their phone off the TV off video games, whatever it may be. And they're just laying there breathing and they never do that. Right. It's either they're falling asleep to the TV or they're Snapchatting, texting nonstop. So the fact that they can just quiet their mind for 10 minutes, like you said, and then do a little bit of movement flexibility, but no one takes the time to do that. So I think it's really important and that's why they feel such a big effect from it because they never take that time. Absolutely. Because it might seem weird or just uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable to sit there and listen to yourself breathe. And especially if you're breathing next to other people. Now, if you're a yoga person, you love it because you're like, we're breathing together and it's great. But it's really uncomfortable to just sit there and listen to yourself breathe. So I think that we've definitely seen um, a peaked interest in yoga since I started kind of doing some sessions with athletes. And I really... I love it because it helps me kind of sneak in some flexibility, which they think they can't do, but then it, it really is just about all about the mental health of it. And I just love that. So, um, I mean, Lydia, you've seen them come in after a session and they're like just different. One girl told me she felt like she was floating and I was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I was like, thank you. That's fabulous. She was like, I feel like I'm on a cloud. So, and then some, a lot of them, when I would do it later in the day, they said that's the best nap they've ever had. And I just, and that's the thing too, is they don't sleep. So I think how, how have you seen like lack of sleep affect mental health also? Have you seen it with your, maybe just your patients? Yeah, you know, I've got patients that have really worked for years, like on night shift, and they just can't get back to a normal sleeping schedule. And then I also have the patients that tell me they stay up late, they can't sleep, so they just snack. And I'm like, well, part of the reason you're so hungry all the time is because you're not getting enough sleep. It makes you crave carbohydrates. Yeah, no, for sure. And we definitely see that with the athletes, and we try to tell them the importance of sleep and eating healthy and all that. So um, it's definitely something we're working on, but, you know, 18 to 22 year olds are kind of set in their ways. So, right. <laughs> um, but with, I guess, nutrition, sleep, mental health, what is kind of like one easy thing that someone can, like, in your opinion, that they could change on the daily basis to help them with all of that? Drink more water. <laughs> Honestly, Why? honestly, like yeah. people go all day long without drinking anything. And then I have people that drink 12 sodas a day. It's, it's atrocious. It's like, you know, just drinking more water. Like you don't even realize that when you're dehydrated, it, you might have a headache, you know, so literally just drink more water. Yeah. Kimberly, any quick tips on how to live a better lifestyle? <laughs> Um, I guess just, you know, kind of along with the yoga aspect, just taking a minute for yourself every day, just walk outside, get some sunshine, 
go for a 10-minute walk. It doesn't have to be anything vigorous Um, because a lot of times, you know, we can't, I know the athletes can't control a lot of what they're eating because they're, you know, living in a dorm, things like that, but, and they do have a busy schedule, but just taking 10 minutes every day just to, to just be silent or go out for a walk would probably, you know, for overall health would be good. Yeah. So with, I guess, with our students, not just athletes, but students in general that are quarantined in their dorm, so with the vitamin D situation, what should they do? Because stand in the window, like you, they can't open their windows, I don't think. I'm not sure. They could stand in the window yeah. <laughs> or, um, you know, they could get somebody to go buy them a bottle of vitamin D since they can't go out and, and just take a vitamin D supplement every day, vitamin C supplement every day, yeah. um, eat foods that are rich in those vitamins. Yeah. So. Okay. And so, Lydia, what would you say is your overall daily tip on how to live a better lifestyle as far as mental and physical health? Well, I mean, just like the both of you said, um, all of those things are something that I say to my athletes all the time. And it's funny because they've started mocking me and they think it's funny. They'll come up to me and look at me. Did you eat enough today? Did you drink enough water? Did you get sleep? I'm like, hey, well, at least y'all know, okay? But I've definitely seen that correlation between, you know, people having mental health issues or not getting enough sleep. You ask them and they're not eating healthy. They're not getting the sleep. They're stressed out with school. They're not taking time for themselves just to breathe. And I know for me that's very important, um, Every day for me, I try to, even if it's 10 minutes, just doing some push-ups and squats or something. That's my way of just relaxing and just um, taking that time for myself because we all need it, Um, especially with all this COVID stuff. It's very stressful on everybody, especially, (laughs) I think, us in this room. And um, I know me and Shannon, we've seen a lot of it with the athletics department, um, just how it's changed the whole dynamic of everything. So, um, like I said, it goes for everybody and not just athletes, but just everything that we've mentioned um, between the three of us, just drinking water, eating good, eat carbs. Don't be afraid of carbs, especially if you're an athlete. Um, I think that's one thing with my female athletes is – they are self-conscious. Um, most females are. I mean, they, they want to look good. I'm like, well, you got to eat carbs to get the exercise to make you look good. You know, I try to try to work with them on that. Um, so, yeah, so definitely all of those things and taking time for yourself just to relax for the day. For sure. So. And definitely putting down the phone. Yes. Just taking your time to put it down for 10 minutes a day. I mean, I've seen you check your athlete's screen time and it's outrageous. <laughs> Seven plus hours a day. I, I did. It so. was, um, it was actually a, they had a situation with a concussion. So they were taking a long, too long to recover. So I'm like, let me just look at your screen time. And I probably should do that with all of them. Cause it's just, um, you know, all the mental, mental health aspects of it. Just put your phone down for you know, make that time go down from 
seven to five in a week or something like that. Just give them a little challenge. So, yeah. Yeah. And so that's another thing I've been kind of advocating for is not the athletes that have been positive or the people, students that have been positive, but the ones that are negative but quarantining due to a close contact is that you still need to exercise if you can. There's still things you can do in your room or taking a walk um, if you're able to, not in the dorms, obviously, but if you're able to kind of still moving because you've been an athlete your whole life you've been exercising your whole life and to take it away for 10 to 14 days it's going to weigh heavy on them so I've still been trying to advocate for them move finding some ways to move and not just playing video games 24 7 (laughs) because I know the low back pain that we are going (laughs) to see from not currently but just I know if we have a bunch of people we're going to see a bunch of low back pain because they're just going to sit in their bed playing video games all night so um all right. Well, to wrap it up, I just kind of want your little, a little bit about you, what you like to do in Americus or in your free time when you're not working. So, you, Ashley, you want to start? Um, sure. <laughs> uh, when I'm not working, I spend the most of my time with my yellow lab. Uh, he's my heart and soul. So, um, we like to get outside. Um, get, there's a uh, track actually at Phoebe Sumter. Um, it's one mile through the woods as well. So we like to go there and run. Um, we like to travel a lot as well. So we go up to Blue Ridge a lot um, and we do a lot of hiking and stuff there. So, And you always have all the tips on the foods when you're traveling too. I always see your Instagram. So. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, you know, I didn't become a dietitian because I hate food. Yeah. I love food. Exactly. Uh, so I try to cook healthy yeah. most of the time, but sometimes I do enjoy a donut. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Kimberly, you've lived in America for a long time. So what are the local tips on places to go, things to do? Um, yes, I actually was born and raised here. I've lived here all my life except to go away to school. Um, for a little while, but um, I have a lot of friends that still live here, so monthly girls' nights, um, just either going to um, the Mexican restaurant or going to Floyd's and just hanging out or um, a must, and then I have two um, little ones. My little boy will actually be seven tomorrow, and I have a three-year-old little girl, and we um, have a farm right outside America, and we're usually there on the weekends, just hunting and fishing and staying outdoors. So just enjoy time with them. Yeah. And Lydia, you're new to Americus. So what do you like to do so far? What have you enjoyed about the community? I haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I have enjoyed trying the new restaurants. I know I ask you every now and then, what's, where should I go eat? What's a good place to eat? And I'll ask some of the athletes, and um, they kind of give me some insight on some different restaurants because I love trying new food and um, just getting that experience. Um, but one place I do like to go for lunch is Pat's Place. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to get something different every time I go because they've got a great menu of different just a good variety of things so um as far as food that's that's what I like but I have tried Roman oven um and different places like that so um yeah so I'm excited to learn more about America's the longer I'm here and and you got the experience of the first waffles with the weavers yes it was a little different yes. than normal but you got that ex- that insight on all the students and yeah. seeing how much they love free t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, that that was fun. Um, my job was kind of to just keep people separate and keep on moving. Yeah. Um, 
So it wasn't much, but it was fun. It was good to see the athletes outside of their sport, really. And um, it's funny because they were some of them were wanting to give me a hug. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like my job is to keep people apart. Yeah. Like you, you don't come up to me. <laughs> like you know. So that, that that was fun to see all them and get to be with um, the athletic department and the others in the school and get to know different people from different departments here at GSW. So, yeah. Yeah. Fun. I was the barista in the, on the <laughs> coffee, which is appropriate because yeah. every morning I have to have my cafe campesino or yep. I'm not in a good way. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have a, he turned seven months next week on Thanksgiving, a seven month old baby. Yeah. So the coffee's important, but <laughs> the way the community and the school has kind of embraced my new normal with my new schedule and even just bringing him around and everyone wants to hold him, which I can't let him do, but <laughs> it's, it's been great. The community and the, um, department of athletics and gsw and just dr weaver and christy weaver everyone has been just so great since i've been here and i know that it's really important um to dr weaver that everyone has a great experience at gsw and i feel like we've tried to do our best in making the athletes and as well as all the students feel normal as much as we can um in this new way of things so hopefully we'll have some games soon and we can get everybody out um, soccer is going to be playing in the spring which is new for us so we'll get some people outside and we'll have softball and baseball tennis and we're just really excited about all that um, coming up so last thing what are your guys's thanksgiving plans anything i know it's hard when you can't have you're not supposed to have 20 people at your house but <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing for thanksgiving um, I'm just getting together with my immediate family. Yeah. That's pretty much what we always do anyway. Yeah. So most of my extended family um, have kind of moved few and far between. So, Yeah. I'm just getting together with um, immediate family as well. We're having a smaller gathering than normal. So, Yeah. Lydia, do you know what you're doing? Yeah. I don't know yet. Don't know yet. <laughs> um, I'm in the middle of planning a wedding. Yeah. I'm getting married December 5th. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been the focus right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe on Thanksgiving Day we'll have something. Yeah. Maybe my parents' house and just yeah. be... Uh, me, my fiance, and my parents, and maybe one of my sisters or something. I, yeah, I don't know. We got to get things moved. We it's coming up. So yeah, you have a wedding. You're moving a new job. So you have yeah. all these life changes Definitely. going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm having about 12 people at my house, so it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. Usually, I clean and cook and everything, but now with the baby, it will be interesting to see how that changes. And he's started eating food yeah. now so yeah. it will be his first thanksgiving and trying the sweet potatoes and the <laughs> carrots <Yum>. so <laughs> i'm excited about all that but well i want to thank you ladies for joining me today it's been great learning some tips um drink more water is the main one that i'm going to take away from this because it's very important <laughs> so i hope you guys have a great holiday and a great weekend so thank you thank, thank you, you.